if you would please turn your Bibles tonight to Numbers chapter 20. I was reading this afternoon just to, for my own pleasure, just reading the Bible. And I come across this chapter and I got to thinking that I suppose this chapter has helped me uh, in the ministry as much as any chapter in the Bible. It has meant so much to me over the years in knowing how to serve the Lord. And so I'd like to just share some things out of you this afternoon, if I can, please. And that's Numbers chapter 20. Most of you know the story, but I'd like to read it again to you. And beginning in verse 1. Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people charged with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. And why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have we ye made us to come up out of Egypt, to bring us into this evil place? It is no place of seed, or of figs, or of vines, or of pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them uh, water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. <coughs> and he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? As Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because you believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. And Moses sent messengers from Kedesh unto the king of Edom. Thus saith thy brother Israel, Thou knowest all the travail that has befallen us. How our fathers went down into Egypt, and we have dwelt in Egypt a long time. And the Egyptians vexed us and our fathers. And when we cried unto the Lord, he heard our voice and sent an angel, and has brought us forth out of Egypt. And behold, we are in Kedesh, a city in the uttermost of thy border. Let us pass, I pray thee, through thy country. We will not pass through the fields, nor through the vineyards, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed thy border. And Edom said unto him, Thou shalt not pass by me, lest I come out against thee with a sword. And the children of Israel said unto him, We will go by the highway, and if I and my cattle drink of thy water, then I will pay for it. I will only, without doing anything else, go through on my feet. 
And he said, Thou shalt not go through. And Edom came out against him with much people, and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his border, wherefore Israel turned away from him. And the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh and came into Mount Hor. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron in Mount Hor by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because he rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son, and bring them up unto Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son, and Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, and shall die there. And Moses did as the Lord commanded, and they went up into Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation, and Moses stripped Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son, and Aaron died there in the top of the mount, and Moses and Aaron came down from the mount, and when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron thirty days, even all the house of Israel. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I suppose in my own heart, Lord, you know that this has meant more to me, this poor portion of Scripture, in learning how to serve you. And I pray tonight <coughs> that every child of God here tonight will understand the importance of doing the work of the Lord like you say do it. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice if you would please, verse 1, the children of Israel is back at Kadesh. Here's the children of Israel once more at Kadesh. And notice not one step closer to the promised land than they had been some almost 40 years before. Now why? because they had not obeyed the call of God to go over Jordan uh, the first time some 40 years earlier. This is a perfect example of God's people today. If God calls a person to serve Him in a certain way and that person rebels against that call, then that person will wander aimlessly until you return to what and to where God called you. That's a principle with God. Number two, sometimes churches as a whole will not move on to serve the Lord in some specific, specific area, and they accomplish nothing spiritually for the Lord until they come back to doing what God called them to do in the first place. Number three, the first time God called them to go over Jordan, it was a simple matter of marching straight ahead. Now, although they have come back, it's not that easy to do what God called you to do in the first place. They're some 40 years older. I've learned one thing. It's easier to serve the Lord while you're younger. Amen? And, and obey God in the first place. Now, they have to contend with the Edomites in verse 14 through 18. And so it's so much easier to obey the Lord in the first place. Now, the position of God is the same. But after 40 years, it's not the same to those that He called. Notice verse 1 again. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Here's a very uh, short epitaph for one such a stature as Miriam was in Israel. And remember something, there was three most important people to the children of Israel. That was Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. And they were brothers and sisters. Now this is very, notice, nothing formal is said of her. Just an epitaph, 
except she died and was buried. She had played an important role in Israel's history and, and wished to have done more. Uh, she was the sister of, to the most important people in Israel's time, Moses and Aaron. Why did she die here? Because of her rebellion in chapter 12. Now, it's all the same reason why Moses and Aaron died also. They rebelled against God. And they refused, was refused to, a permission to enter Canaan. Now remember, Canaan land is not a type of heaven. Canaan is a type of the rest in Christ. It's a rest in the Lord. We cannot rest in Christ if we rebel against Him. If you rebel against God when He's dealing with you, you can't. There's no rest for you. Amen. It's only torment. Now look at verse two. And there was no water for the congregation. Now of all the gifts from God that are necessary, water is the most necessary thing when it comes to being in a desert place. And just as these people suffered from the absence of water, even so the child of God uh, stares spiritual death in the face when they are absent of the water of the rock of ages, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot do without Him. Amen? And then these people should have trusted the one who was that spiritual rock who had gone with them, giving them both water and shade. Remember, now God gave them water and He gave them shade. It looked like they would have trusted Him. It's strange how a child of God fails again and again when he is tempted in the world as if all the experience of life is absolutely nothing to him. Now notice verse 7 with me, please. Chapter 20, verse 7. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Now God's grace, here's a marvelous thing to me, even though they murmured as before, yet God gave them water. Amen? You know what? That's the grace of God. You know what that's saying? God is long-suffering towards us. He's long-suffering towards us. He's patient with us. Verse 10. Notice, if you would, verse 10. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Here now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock. Now the Lord was angry with Moses and showed it, and God will overlook a lot of things, but He will not overlook telling not the Word of God as it is. I believe this with all my soul, brother, when it comes to witnessing, when it comes to carrying out the gospel, when it comes to preaching, uh, getting God's Word out, uh, you better not transfer God's Word and say something that's not there. You better say it like God said it. Amen? God won't put up with it. Moses made a mistake because he lost his temper and took the murmurings of the people against himself. You know, that's so easy to do. That is so easy to do. Is You know, you get up, and uh, I never will forget, uh, I think it was Ronnie Sr., I can't remember, Ronnie Jr. Senior one, they were singing, and a lady stood up in the balcony one time, and they were singing something, and she said, Sing it again! And uh, they sang it again. He said, well, sing it again. And after three times, he sang it till you get it right. Now, you, I'm sure Ronnie's got tender feelings. He took it personal. 
Do you know how many times that people have said something like this, says things to me that I could take it very personal and go home and have myself a pity party and say, I quit, I ain't going to serve the Lord because somebody hurt my feelings. You better remember this. If you're going to serve the Lord, somebody's going to say something bad about you. Amen? I called a lady this past... Uh, I'll take that back. I called a woman this past week, and she blessed me out because uh, she was mad at me, and I invited her back to church and, and I'm mad with our people and said something. I said, you know what? You fit right in that bunch. She hung up on me. <laughs> you know? And I, I, uh, you know what I come to figure out a long time ago, brother? When God gets mad at you, if you're saying the truth to God's Word, then they're not mad at you, they're mad at God. Right. Amen? And you better keep that in mind or you'll get your feelings hurt and quit. Moses made a mistake because he lost his temper and he thought the people was murmuring against him. And Moses forgot he was only an instrument in God's hands. We don't have to worry about what people say about us uh, if we do what God says. Moses called the people rebels when Moses himself was a rebel. He refused to do what God told him to do. Notice something else. Moses sinned when he said, verse 10, Must we fetch you water out of this rock? It was not in the power of Moses nor Aaron that the rock gave water. The rock was from God, and the was this water was of God, not a man. Some today want to take the glory away from God. When someone is healed or someone God blesses in a special way, and we got to remember something. God is, a man is only an instrument in God's hands. You know, I love to pray for people. I love to see God answer prayer. And the only way that I will ever say and tell of somebody that I prayed for and I've seen them at God answer prayer is because I want God to get the glory. I don't want anybody to say, Oh, that brother Strong, he got power with God. Bless his heart. He's a great spirit. That ain't that. No, no, no. I want you to give glory to God. God answers prayer. Amen. And I want to make that very plain because I know one thing, brother. You better not try to take the glory from God. He don't show his, he don't share his glory with no man. Now listen, verse ten. Uh, some uh, again, Moses sinned when he smote the rock twice. Now I want you to watch this. One, he tried to say uh, it was because of him the rock gave water. But wait a minute. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved, not by works. Amen? Not by works. And notice too, Jesus was crucified once for our sins. When He crucified Him, He was struck once on that cross, and He will not die for our sins again. And He makes that very plain. Yet from then on, uh, it's just like uh, God told Moses, Now you go to that rock and you speak to that rock, and God will give you water. That's where 1 John 1, 9 comes in. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to give us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's asking after we're washed from the blood. Amen? Where we ask, we don't crucify Him all over again. Well, I sin today just like you sin today. We're sinners saved by God's grace. I don't go to the cross and say, Lord, you got to save me all over again. My brother goes to a church and he tells me all the time, uh, you can lose your salvation. I said, Dan, if, if you could lose your salvation, you'd have to get, uh, Christ would be crucified all over again. 
And I said, think about this. And they believe this. They believe if you lose your salvation, you do something bad, and you get away from the Lord, you've got to get baptized all over again and wash your sins away. No, brother. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from your sin once. Amen. Amen. Moses nor Aaron entered the promised land. Notice. Because he never sanctified God in the boy and obeyed his commands before the people. Neither can any man enter to God's rest, which Canaan represents, except through the Christ Jesus. Matthew 17, verse 5. Listen to this. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Second Peter 1, 17 says the same thing. Jesus is the only one that should get glory. Amen. Moses and Aaron sinned because of the lack of faith. God don't beat around the bush. He gets right to the point at the heart of the matter. And I want you to look at verse 12 and then look at verse 24. Verse 12 says, The Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this congregation the land which I have given you. Go down to verse 24. Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because you rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Now, every child of God's desire should be like John 17 in verse 4. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. That's what Jesus said. Do you know my one thing that I would like to have said over me if when I die, he did what God told him to do? Just that one thing would be enough for me. If it be true. If it be true, if I could say one thing, I, I just wanted to obey the Lord. Amen. Notice verse 28 with me. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them upon Eliezer's son. And Aaron died there in the top of the mount. And Moses and Eliezer came down from the mount. Now, here's the death of Aaron. Here's a picture of God's mercy and judgment. Watch this. This chapter begins with the death of Miriam and ends with the death of Aaron. Now notice first the judgment side of the death of Aaron. Aaron's death was chastisement. Verse 24 tells us Aaron's death was a chastisement for sin. His death was a deprivation in verse 26. And Aaron stripped Aaron of his garments and put them upon Eliezer. His holy garments were taken off be because his priesthood was taken away. Now, in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through 15, one of these days we'll leave this old body behind. Amen? That's what he's talking about. Now, his death was a separation. Verse 28, And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments. The aged Moses loses the last of his old companions. You know, I was thinking about something just, uh, just yesterday, I believe it was. I was trying to study some and get ready for today. and I was thinking about all the old preachers that I studied behind and since I've been saved and sit under. A lot of them, I've, me and my wife had them in our home. And great old-time preachers. And they didn't go on now. From this earth, they're in heaven. Amen? Good companionship that I had with a lot of them. But they're going on. And you got to remember something. We don't all live forever. That's right. Amen? Although God blesses people. 
and the great men of God, we still have to die. I never will forget Dr. Curtis Hudson when he was dying, what he said to me. He called me one night, and me and him was talking on the phone. Just before he died, he said, Brother Son, I don't want to die. I just don't want to die. He said, i got too much I want to do. Not that he didn't want to go to heaven, and not that he dreaded dying. That had nothing to do with it. He said, i got so much I want to do for the Lord. And I got to thinking, you know, God's got enough for you to do, and when, he, when your work is done, it's done. Amen? And you don't have a thing to do with it. His death was a grief to many. Verse 29, When all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for him. The death of Aaron, don't you see the mercy side? His death was a calm departure, not a sudden departure or judgment. It was just a calm departure. God said he just took him. Amen. You know what that's a picture of? It's a beautiful picture of the saint of God leaving this earth and going to be the Lord. Just took him. Took him on home. Said it's time for you to die. Amen. It's time for you to come on. The death of Aaron, the mercy side of it again. His death was released from the toils of this life in the wilderness in the fighting against sinners. If you go back and study all the things that Aaron went through, leading the children of Israel, some two million uh, Israelites through the desert and everywhere else and dealing with all their problems, but all that's over now. It's over. Notice again, his death was a transference of his duties and honors uh, to a loved son, Eliezer. His death was a promotion from the Mount of Communion to the heavenly Mount Zion. Did you know what God... I, I never forget Dr. Tom Malone telling this story. He said, I was a pastor down in Texas. Great church down there. He said, I went to Michigan. Held a revival. And he said, it's a big church. And, and I, they, after I preached, they wanted me to come there and be the pastor. He went back home. He said, now, honey, you pack while I pray. <laughs> He'd already made up his mind. He was going. He said, you pack while I pray. And he said, you know, I got under such conviction. He thought to myself, man, this church is just going to fall apart if I leave. This church just can't do without me. He, he said, to my surmise, he said, they do better without me than they did with him. I was like, well... And you know what I found out? Uh, a lot of preachers, a lot of song directors, music directors, a lot of music people in churches think that God can't do without them. But you know what? He's got somebody coming right along behind you. And a lot of times can do a lot better job than you can do and I can do. Amen? And it's a wonderful thing to know that God's work goes right on. And notice what, how it works. God deliberately brought him out there in front of all the congregation. you got to remember something. He was ordained, so to speak. He was placed on that mantle of his position in front of all the congregation. He was brought out before the congregation and anointed as a great high priest of Israel before the whole congregation. Now God said, because you disobeyed me, I'm going to do you the same way. you got to come out before all the people and disgrace you and take all the blessings of God off of you and put it on your son. 
God in His mercy knows how to take care of things. And brother, I got news for you. You better watch what you're doing when it comes to serving the Lord. Great as Aaron's privilege had been, and great as his power had been to stand between the living and the dead, the difference between him and his brethren was only in his office, not his nature. It was the office that made the difference. I got a friend of mine. He called me by my first name all the time. And I suppose I have told him a thousand times, you ought not do that. Now, he knows better. And I, I told him, you ought not do that. You ought to call me preacher. You ought to call me pastor or whatever. Well, what do you think you're better than anybody else? No, it's not me. It's the office I hold. Yes. Amen? It makes the difference. And, and people don't understand that. They, they just don't get it. They don't understand that this office up here carries something with it that's special. I didn't ask for it. God gave it to me. And it's the same way with any other preacher that ever is called into the ministry when it comes to the office they hold. Uh, listen, it's not you to get out of the way. It's the office that God honors. The people had to be impressed with the fact that Aaron was not only a great chosen mediator, but he was a sinful brother also. That's why he was stripped in public. God wanted everybody to understand he's nothing but a man. Amen? Now listen to me very carefully. I want to say this as carefully as I know how to say it. Did you know that preachers is nothing but sinners saved by God's grace? You better keep your eye on the Lord and not on man because men will let you down. I don't care who they are. They're going to let you down if you uplift them. Now, his sin in Meribah could not be overlooked by God. It's not the priest who dies here, but the sinful man who dies here. There's nothing Aaron did that Eliezer could not do as well as he did. Uh, They're in the sight of all the people it was shown that though they had lost the man, not for one moment had they lost the priest. God still had a man. While Aaron is still alive, before death can stain uh, those rich and holy garments with his hated touch, they are taken from the Father and assumed by the Son. And I believe this with all my mind. I want to serve the Lord as long as I can. And a lot of times I pray for the church. All the time. I pray for the church. Lord, raise up somebody after me to take the place to pastor the church when I'm gone. And I hope I live to 120 years old. Well, where it's been going lately, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to live as long as God wants me to. But you know what? I want somebody else to come right along and take it up and go right on. Amen? And I know He's got somebody. What I want. If you ever get all the teachings that that one chapter has when it comes to ministry, period, whatever the ministry God has called you in, if you ever understand that chapter, then you understand how to serve God and give Him the glory. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we ask You to bless Your people tonight. It's such a wonderful privilege to be in Your church with Your people and to serve You in the offices that You've called us to do. 
Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 12, please. Page 12. He doesn't live.